Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Take Two. Uh, so excited to have you guys here because I'm excited to have a special guest with me, uh, someone who's long overdue, and let me introduce you to my wife, Corrine Scotty. <laughs> Yay! We're all, we're all special. <laughs> we're all special. Anyway, um, Corrine and I have been talking today and uh, just a little bit, thought it would be great to have her here. If you hear some noise in the background, our grandson is here playing quietly. If Corrine gets up and runs, um, <laughs> you know why. Uh, but otherwise, uh, it's good to be here to, again, kind of digest some of the things that we shared Sunday as we talked about. It is Holy Week. For those of you who aren't familiar with Holy Week, it is a week in the high church calendars, a liturgical week where we celebrate the last week of Jesus's life, starting with Palm Sunday and ending with uh, the Resurrection Sunday. Uh, we will be celebrating Good Friday here on YouTube live at 7 p.m. Uh, we do have room for a few people to be here, and we will be partaking communion. And so if you are able to be at home and join us for that, that would be great. And then we will have our Sunday service again, majority of it outdoors, uh, but of course here live on YouTube as well. You know, it's such a strange time to have a big event in the church be something that we have to maneuver around what's happening in society with the pandemic and all the things that are happening. As many of you know, I share quite a bit. Even though things are opening up, I know that I went through downtown Upland and I saw mm -hmm. like Paulie's Pizza was packed and the bars mm -hmm. are packed. And I'm mm -hmm. like, oh man, um, mm -hmm. from what I'm hearing, there's going to be another spike. I hope I'm wrong. I'm mm -hmm. hoping the people I listen to are wrong, but mm -hmm. I have a feeling they're not. And so we're wanting to be safe and keep you guys safe. I know. Uh, even in the training that I do, some people are letting me know, hey, I've been vaccinated, so I'm okay. I also have been vaccinated with my first dose, um, so I'm feeling a little bit more comfortable. But I know I can still spread to those who aren't vaccinated. And so we're always trying to be careful and aware of your safety and keeping that in mind. Anyway, on to the topic. This past Sunday, I spoke about Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday is the day when Jesus came into Jerusalem. They call it the triumphant entry. Uh, and this is a moment and time that is marked by a prophetic utterance saying this was going to happen. But mm -hmm. it's also a very significant example, which is what I tried to highlight on Sunday. Um, I know I started off talking about how the disciples were afraid to go towards Jerusalem, mm -hmm. that J Jerusalem was a place where the Pharisees and the religious leaders were really strong and they were wanting to arrest Jesus. They were aware of this. They were aware of the danger, but Jesus still led them to Jerusalem. And I mentioned how sometimes God leads us into places that aren't always safe but he always wants to lead us into places that are significant. I know you and I have talked about that idea quite a bit in the past. What is your thoughts on just that? Interesting. <laughs> um, 
Well, it is true that Jesus does lead you into places that you are not, you do not expect to be. Um, I can't imagine. Um, I try to put my thoughts like, how was it during that time? Yeah. You know, like, like, you know, if I was a disciple or if I was Jesus, like what was Jesus thinking? What were the disciples thinking? As they went in, they were devoted to him. And so they were, I mean, they just were going to follow him. And like, okay, I, I, they believed Jesus. They trusted him, even though they didn't understand until mm -hmm. afterwards. That's what it said when, you know, like, it was spoken in the scriptures about right. him um, riding in with the donkey. Uh -huh. And so they were, I don't think they were even really aware of that at that time, what he was doing. Yeah. That, and I don't think, yeah, I don't know. They weren't probably real learned in scripture, <laughs> but they trusted him yeah. and they were willing to, you know. To to risk it all, yeah. I guess. <laughs> no, it's interesting as you were saying that something just mm. came to mind. Even Judas, mm. at this point, mm -hmm. went in there with him. Yeah. Even he put himself in a place that he thought was maybe at risk at that true. point. Yeah. <clears throat> which I'd never thought about before, mm. but that that's true. They're going to a place and now. It might have been a welcome surprise when they saw people starting mm. to celebrate and say, hey, Jesus is yeah. here, right? You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. They're not going to kill us, it looks I like. Mean, so. Yeah, it's great. What yeah. a scene. Crazy. And so it, it's <laughs> definitely one of those things where it, it, it's like probably a relief to them, a surprise. They, they were expecting to be arrested. Instead, now there's this big celebration, and the people are gathering around, and that transition in their minds must have been pretty substantial and pretty, uh, again, a relief in that way. It does say that there was a large crowd following him because of what happened with mm -hmm. Lazarus. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing I talked about was here is something that miraculously happens that people now hear about, um, and, and even more so at that time. I don't know, you know, right today we live in a time where if I read or hear something saying someone rose from the dead, mm -hmm. my first thought is, nah, mm -hmm. you know, it mm -hmm. didn't happen. And if someone shows me a video, I think, nah, that's fake, right? I mean, even if I see like magicians and their sleight of hand and those things, it's like, okay, there's something going on. They're mm -hmm. playing with our minds. Yeah. But there is that intrigue. But at this time it was, there was definitely a lot more superstition. There is a lot more openness, I think, to receive those kinds of things. And so... There was definitely people who were there who saw it. There were people there who knew Lazarus was dead because they put him in the tomb. And then to see him come out would have been a pretty significant mm -hmm. event. Yeah. Right? And, and so you've got the momentum of that event leading into this. Right? It's kind of almost like the crown glory of his ministry so to speak is when he raises this man from the dead mm -hmm. and then he comes into jerusalem and you would think that man it's all happening now right i mean we're all lining up and then to know that this is not what they thought it was mm -hmm. it was something that was totally different in mind uh, which was another point i mentioned is sometimes 
it's not the God we want, mm-hmm. right? But he is the God we need. Yeah. I mean, maybe talk about that mm. a little bit and how that has showed up in our lives. You know, the God that we want. I mean, we were talking when mm-hmm. I was driving home uh, about, you know, our young life, you yeah. know, when we were, yeah. before we got married and our expectations, you know, right. all that thing and the idea right. of what like, life would be. Like why, yeah, well, what were the people shouting to Jesus, Hosanna, and doesn't uh-huh. that mean like rescue? Yeah, save Res- now. Save, yeah. save me, rescue me. And I think that's what I probably said back, <laughs> <laughs> like Jesus, save me, <laughs> rescue me, because mm-hmm. I'm a mess. And yeah. And I think that's what the people like he's going to do something he raised Lazarus from the dead so he can do something in my life and what did rescue mean to you back then I mean when you think of it back looking back what was rescue to you then I mean what did it encompass when that whole idea of rescue you what was your idea of oh this means my life is going to be like um well just making rescue me from the the bad things you Uh know the the things that that I was involved in that that you know I had turmoil you know I just being a person that um, wasn't always doing the right thing, yeah, and and so and I had conviction over it, but it, that wasn't ever enough to change me. And um, so I think, and then also because I had heard about the. Um, the tribulation. <laughs> you know, you know, I didn't the, want to be left behind. Uh, so, the end of the world. Back I, in the eighties. <laughs> so, so that was a real fear, and so there are a lot of reasons. But um, I, I think those kinds of things, right? I think we still have expectations mm-hmm. of what God's going to do. You know, the idea of rescue me or to save me. The idea of here comes a king to deliver us from Rome. Here comes a mm-hmm. savior to make my life better, to give me mm-hmm. the job I want, to give me the yeah. husband or wife I want. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. The dis- delusion that we had of what life would be, right? Um, We're both Christians. We're yeah. going to always do the right thing. Yeah. We're gonna, there, there's never um, going to be any problems. Our kids are going to not have problems. Even our parents, right, would tell yeah. us, oh, your children aren't going to have to go through the things the that... <clears throat> yeah. we went through because they're going to grow up in the Lord. Yeah. Um, and people are people. Yeah. We I mean, are... it, it, no generation is without the ability to choose and the freedom to, um, you know, do things that mm-hmm. can cause harm to themselves or to others. And, and that's always been, and that's always continuing. And that's always some place where Jesus has to show up and, and rescue just like he mm-hmm. did us. He does our children, and he will their children. You know, yeah. even though I can't imagine my grandchildren doing anything I wrong know. ever. <laughs> uh, excuse um, me for my runny nose. I've got um, allergies. Do you want a tissue? Sure, if you got a tissue. Thank you. The wife is <laughs> on hand, man. Um, let me... Uh, it's just, just that going, idea. Of, going, yeah. Um, so Jesus rode 
in and they were saying rescue us um and i just wonder like the disciples like everybody's like applauding jesus and they probably you know felt better <laughs> you know yeah. like Not hey maybe yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It was an, a boost of morale, mm-hmm. I can imagine. Um, what, what? Go back to the question. That... Just the idea of, you know, we want, some, we're expecting something. They were expecting a king yeah. to deliver them. They were expecting someone to give them, mm-hmm. you know, their freedom from Rome, someone to maybe establish the law over the lands. Um we too come to Jesus oftentimes with expectations. Um, ours growing up church was that God is going to be with us. So we're, we're going to escape a lot of the problems that the world has only to find that, no, we're still in this world and yeah. we're still dealing with the problems. We're still dealing with financial stress. We're still dealing with emotional, you know, mm-hmm. baggage and stress. And then having children, we still deal with the yeah. exhaustion, the labor of raising children even if they're homeschooled, it doesn't alleviate, you know, yeah. the problems. And so sometimes this expectation of what God is supposed to do is so far from who he really is and what he's wanting mm-hmm. to do. Let me ask you, I mean, this expectation that I know that we had of this is going to be our life mm-hmm. because we are Christians and we're followers of Jesus, and then seeing the difficulties that we did mm-hmm. have, how have you uh, seen maybe where you've put God at, a, or we thought God was supposed to do something, the God we wanted mm-hmm. compared to what God we actually needed through the times of needing grace and those things. Um, I think some like, like turning points in my life, like in our early years, I kept thinking, like, oh, after we, I get over this issue or, um, you know, we're going through a struggle, but then everything's going to be, you know, great. And um, but things like just life happens and there's issues that happen. Um, and I think when I came to the the I don't know, the revelation or like the just realization yeah. that that you know what this is this is life we're going to have oh yeah jesus said we're going to have difficulties in this life mm-hmm. you know and i don't have to keep waiting for the um like for that perfect day like stop yeah. that because that's not helpful mm-hmm. um be thankful when you have a good day <laughs> but but um just things happen and just you know, just kind of roll with it. Um, like I know that there are devastating things and, um, I have to trust that it's gonna, that God will help me through it. Mm -hmm. Not, um, and I don't know how that would look. I don't, you know, I don't know, but, um, just, uh, so that has been something that's been like helpful. Just like no life is, life can be hard. Mm-hmm. It can be painful. It doesn't mean that God is not with me. It doesn't mean that He has 
you know, forsaken me or that I've done a bad thing. You know what I yeah. mean? That I, that, you know, is there something to learn? I don't know. Sometimes I just think like, I don't, I just think, no, it's just life. It's just things happen and it's part of um, life. I, I think, you know, just in that Holy Week, they had this triumph, you know, the triumphal, in, you know, mm -hmm. entry into Jerusalem. And then, you know, things just went downhill yeah. through the week. And so we have these wonderful moments. And then the next day, you know, there's, yeah, yeah. it's devastating and it can, I mean, we have to have hope because, mm. um, Otherwise, we would just like, like just crumble yeah. <laughs> sometimes, you know. We and I know quit. we, and yeah. I know we do feel like it sometimes, and we do suffer from depression over things, you yeah. know, and grief and loss, and um, but. Yeah, and I think that's you know an important thing to see that the God we want might be the God who keeps us from all the problems, mm -hmm. the God who doesn't allow us to fall into depression or to crumble or to feel um, abandoned. Um, but the God we need is the God who is present even when we feel abandoned, right? Yeah. Even Jesus yeah. said, you know, my God, my God, why have mm -hmm. you forsaken me? And he's quoting the psalmist, identifying with humanity and that dire uh, feeling of being alone and separated, right? Um, there, there is so much there to learn that the God we need is really different than the God we want mm -hmm. so many times. And that the God they wanted, if they would have gotten the God that they wanted, it probably would have just, it would have, well, it couldn't have happened with Jesus because he doesn't rule the way men mm -hmm. rule. The God they wanted was a God who was going to, by power, mm -hmm. change things. And the power yeah. that Jesus displays isn't that kind of power. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of another thing that I talked about. There is a strength that comes not by muscle, but by heart. Mm -hmm. Right? The example of people who sacrifice themselves for others, how that is something that is stronger in the ability to change people than that kind of, or, you know, authority over. Right? And so you've got, you know, someone who can assert themselves over a group of people, you know, and enslave people, and they'll have that power for a period of time, but they don't rule the hearts of the people. And then when you have people whose hearts are ruled, they willingly give themselves mm -hmm. to that, right? And that's, that's kind of a difference. And, and maybe we can look about, because I've been thinking about this, how does that even show up in our churches, Right. How does this mentality of authority, of control, of mm -hmm. dominance, we, we need to get the Ten Commandments back into, you know, mm -hmm. all the courtrooms because that's what we need. Is that what Jesus would do? Right. Or would Jesus bring in the Beatitudes? Yeah. You know, let's show mercy instead of the Ten Commandments, yeah. right? Let, let's come in on a donkey instead of the white horse to conquer. Yeah. Right? 
And I know it's a little controversial still right now. There's still, or still, I don't know, is it too soon to talk about, you know, the storming of the Capitol? I mean, it's not that long ago. Um, but those are the c- kinds of things where I see the God that people want, right? Yeah. Th- they want the God who's going to come and by force change our country, mm-hmm. by laws and by these things mm-hmm. make it happen. When it seems to me that a king riding in on a donkey doesn't bring that attitude. Mm-hmm. So interesting. <laughs> what was Jesus thinking when, when he's going to just blow everybody's mind? I know it was he was that even is just interesting, just um, like he was fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. But he, like, could he have just? Uh, <laughs> said, you know what? I just did this amazing, you know, raising Lazarus from, yeah, the, from dead. the dead. Like, you know what? I'm going to, you know, write in on a, he could have, you know, yeah, write he, in on he a could have used stallion that. or whatever. Yeah, he could have been an influencer, right? He could have done something that was, you know, big. He could have made a but, name for himself, but. But um, what, what I... I don't know if we're, I mean, just him doing that and this just riding in on the donkey. I mean, I don't know if I'm following That's what fine. you're saying, yeah. but um, he, um, I feel like he was just going to blow everybody's mind. And then, like I had said to you, I feel like Jesus did that for all the marginalized people, mm-hmm. all of those people that, um, that, you know, they weren't popular. They yeah. weren't anything, you know. Yeah. They were, um, you know, and they and they wanted to be rescued, yeah. you know, and they were all celebrating him. And then, you know, days later, they changed their mind. And I, yeah. you know, I think we kind of like can be like that yeah. schizophrenic, you yeah, know. Very and, wishy-washy and how. And like Jesus saved me and then. You know, well, I guess this isn't. You know, yeah, I guess you're not the one. We'll go. Yeah. We'll wait for the the stronger person. So, but I just think I could imagine him, just like with his heart, just yeah. like weeping that you know that we're so broken. You yeah. know, and 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 um. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I think that's a, a beautiful thought. I mean, because it wasn't even his donkey. Yeah, he right? borrowed it. <laughs> he borrowed a donkey. He didn't have a donkey. So all the people who, like him, couldn't, you know, afford their own donkey, you know, who had mm-hmm. to borrow a donkey, who had, mm-hmm. you know, didn't have his own things. You know, the Son of Man doesn't have a place to rest his mm-hmm. head. There's this kind of uh, identification with really the most common people that were there. Instead of the identification with the elite and the strong and the powerful, there was the identification with those who don't have a voice, Mm -hmm. don't have a say. And he comes to bring a voice to them. And more than just a voice, I think what Jesus is bringing is a sense of what humanity is supposed Mm -hmm. to be. Mm -hmm. Right? This is a call for humanity to follow in his steps. You, You want deliverance. This is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. It, it comes in on a donkey. 
Right. Yeah. Deliverance doesn't come in with a sword, with power, with machine guns, with missiles, and doesn't overthrow mm-hmm. by usurping authority. You know, this isn't the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God comes and it reaches the heart of everyone and it tells them this is what it means to be human, to care about others more than yourself. Mm-hmm. And this is how the kingdom of God will change the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so many people have a hard time with that, yeah. right? I, I think even in the church, that is something that has been, um, I don't know if I could say neglected or just not addressed because there's been another narrative where, oh no, you know, that's, we're still going to conquer. It's just going to be, you know, we're all going to be raptured, go to heaven, and then we're going to come down and destroy mm-hmm. the earth and start up a new kingdom, Um, there's that narrative, which I don't agree with, or there's the narrative that the kingdom of heaven is near, it's it's within us, and it's showing up in us, and it's supposed to happen right now, right here, and when Jesus returns, the kingdom of God is going to be something that continues as if he never left. That's why he says, you know, all power is given to you. What power? Well, the power I had, the authority I had, it's now yours, do as I would do, the kingdom of heaven, that's the good news, is present, right? It's like, it doesn't look present. It didn't look present there either, Mm -hmm. but it was. And it didn't happen the way they thought it did, but it still happened, right? And, And this victorious entry into Jerusalem did not play out the way almost everyone thought it was supposed to but it played out the way it needed to. Yeah. Right. And I think that's something that we can, going back to your other thought, take hope in, right? Mm -hmm. Is that it ain't working the way I want it to, Mm -hmm. but it's still working the way it needs to. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I have to see God present in a situation, even if I don't like the situation. And it doesn't mean that God made the situation what it is. It's Mm -hmm. just what it is. Um, and accept that, that I'm going to still bring that kingdom mentality into this place that I'm at, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. whatever that is. Um, And those are, I mean, gosh, that's a lot to chew on. Um, (laughs) I I think how powerful, um, uh, just like, like Jesus going in on a donkey, like, just thinking I for some reason I feel like there's some force and power him just like breaking all the the norms you know Mm -hmm. like what everybody expected you know and just like just did that and I don't know I it seems powerful to me Mm -hmm. that he did it that way um like I mean he was God in the flesh and um, and I think that's even going back to um, just how sometimes, like, we talked about, like, are you in or you are you out? Mm-hmm. You know, like, everybody yeah. was, everybody there that was celebrating Jesus, they were, they were there with him. Mm-hmm. And he was accepting them. I feel that he 
Um, yeah, he was there for them. He was he was there for them. He did this for them, for uh, you know, for us. And yeah. it it um, he did it for the Pharisees who were against yeah. him. Yeah, right. And um, I don't know. That's yeah. No, I, I think that is uh, just a deep thought to start leaning into the fact that you know even as we moved into the book of revelation and talked about that passage mm, where i love i know, love that. yeah well you're an includer that's one of your top oh, five yeah, right so it's like I... you know every nation every tribe every you know uh, language yep. well, everyone right it, it, yeah. it's kind of bringing them all into this understanding um that god is there for them um a great multitude. Yeah, that can't be numbered. And they were in white. They were in a their white robes. Yep. It's Revelation seven, if nine, you guys yeah. yeah, nine through ten after this I looked and behold a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne of the Lamb. All right. Everybody is welcome. Everyone is included. Everyone is invited. And this multitude is, I mean, because I love the picture of the palm branches again. Mm -hmm. You know, here he's coming into Jerusalem, but that wasn't the kingdom. Here in Revelation, we see again the palm branches, and we see the idea of the kingdom, and it's including everybody, Mm -hmm. right? And that is a powerful picture, you know. And we want to know who everyone is. Right. Yeah. Well, everyone is the people who believe these things, right? Everyone means the people who basically believe like we do, you know, because everyone thinks they're right. And so, if you talk to, you know, well, it's those that came out of the Great Tribulation. But, but I mean, I don't. I yeah. mean, we could use that. Except, like, what is that? I don't know. Yeah. It's like, do we know? <laughs> like, well, again, like I, what? <laughs> I mean, going through the book of Revelation when we did, I mean, I believe it's talking, we, I believe it's symbolic. I mean, I think we have a glimpse of it. We can learn from this. <laughs> I mean, the whole idea in the book of Revelation is this contrast that we're actually looking at right mm-hmm. here, right? Where we have the the dragons, right? The, the beasts, which is, I believe representative of Rome and his Rome's authority over the people. And Mm. John, who's writing the book, is telling those followers of Jesus, hey, I know it looks like they're Mm -hmm. conquering, Mm -hmm. but the lamb who was slain is going to be victorious, Mm -hmm. and he's going to come back with his robe dipped in blood, and it's his blood, right? And all these people... They're martyred, and and they come through this, and they're victorious, right? And so no matter what the powers of the world Mm -hmm. are asserting themselves over, there is this other power that is going to be victorious. Mm -hmm. And we've seen that. I mean, it's not like, oh, that's just a fairy tale. It's never going to happen. No, it has happened, Right. I mean, I mentioned sometimes with Gandhi and the British rule in India Mm -hmm. um, with, you know, Rosa Parks and, you know, on the bus and the revolution that Mm -hmm. this one woman started by just making a resistance and saying, no, I'm not going to give Mm -hmm. up my seat. You know, uh, Cesar Chavez and the farm workers, Martin Luther King Jr. And I have a dream and a nonviolent, you know, revolution that is still continuing 
it, it has more significance yeah. and more ability to hold people to it than a surfing authority. And right. we have a hard time learning that because authority looks so good. Mm-hmm. It looks so yeah. powerful. I, I mean, I still want to watch the videos of, you know, the guided missiles blowing up the, <laughs> you know, enemy tanks kind of things. Um, and gosh, there's so many places you can go with I that, know, right? I don't want to go into just, well, <laughs> like, are you saying to be a pacifist or whatever? Or I, I, yeah, yeah, I'm not. There's so many. Young, yeah. I, I think the, the thing that we miss is yeah. the appeal of this kind of power. Yeah that we neglect. You yeah. know, it doesn't mean there isn't a place for other forms of power and asserting themselves. Jesus even did it in the temple, right? But there is a place that needs to t- occupy, I think, the church's mentality mm-hmm. of this kind of authority that comes lowly riding on a donkey, mm-hmm. not to usurp authority, but to serve and give itself mm-hmm. to others. Yeah. Right? Um, and that's like bringing it back to like we can get so yeah what global <laughs> but just like bringing it back to myself mm-hmm. like just um for me you know just like well how can i show you know that love yeah. of that jesus showed you know like when you talked about you know the nuns that stood in the you know in front of the the tank like i don't know if i would ever have courage to do that like that's amazing but um just um just how in my little world can i show that love inclusion I do you know like I was talking to you about like I am an includer but then there's times you know like it's it because I started to go a little bit deeper you say like go deeper like to because I want to say oh well I am an includer and and I you know I want to you know give everybody the benefit Mm -hmm. of the doubt but then but there are times (laughs) where you know there. There's many times, if it's not convenient, that I'm not going to step out. Yeah. You know, and I think it's like, well, because I have that freedom to, because you talked about the freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, what? What did you Freedom will always bend its knee to love. to love. Yeah. And, you know, like, well, I have the freedom. Like, is it, should I love or should I not to not love? Mm-hmm. And I have that freedom to do that and I have to yeah. like and I really use that freedom a lot yeah. and um, you know but I can say oh but I'm a really good person <laughs> you know and yeah. like I, I do let that person go in front of me at the grocery store <laughs> and you know I can kind of um, and I think just like you've been we've been practicing kind of going deeper yeah. about what why things upset us and, mm-hmm. and kind of like trigger us into um, anger and uh, just, I guess it's anger, you yeah. know. Um, well, so many emotions it can or, be. Or like I want to have revenge, mm-hmm. um, you know. So I got to, you know, just like yeah. we kind of explored it a little bit more. Why is it when somebody, you know, I get 
what is the word like slighted or mm -hmm. like I'm not um, acknowledged or something like, yeah. and I say something and, and my voice isn't heard and it just kind of like ignored and, and why does that so, so yeah. make me so angry or like, are you like somebody cut you off or, you know, they weren't yeah. even aware of it, but like, yeah, we take it so personal and it can just like, well, why is that such, you know, like I'm not choosing to love them. Like what happened, <laughs> you know, and just like going deeper with yeah. that. And then, like, what does love look like in that situation? Because love doesn't always mean, like, oh, it's okay, no well, worries, right, right? Right, I mean, love can, can be confrontational. I mean, yeah. it's been in our life, you know, where it's like, well, because I don't like this, mm -hmm. what's happening in us, I need to confront mm -hmm. this in our yeah. relationship that moves us to a deeper place. I mean, Jesus did that all the time. And, and so I think it's an important thing to see that this idea of, love that this idea of freedom and the ability to love it is not just passive carefree right. don't care right. but it actually is very intentional and mm -hmm. very powerful in its drive where it's not easily swayed away mm -hmm. right so for example like um, even jesus did with women you know when women feel like their voices aren't heard mm -hmm. jesus gives them a voice yes right yeah. he moves in and it's interesting because he being a rabbi had the ability to give the voice right yeah. and give the declaration where they had no voice he gave them one yeah right and so many times that's where the power needs to show up mm -hmm. and the people yeah. who are having the voice need to stand up yes. for those who don't yes. right and this goes even to some of the things we've talked about in the past about how churches run. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that when Genesis started that I, I wanted to make sure I didn't fall prey to was the idea of the pastor is kind of mm -hmm. king, right? Mm -hmm. And he rules and he makes the authority and whatever the pastor says is anointed mm -hmm. and those kinds of things. Um, <laughs> there's just a mentality where that happens. Mm -hmm. And we don't even recognize it but no one questions the pastors mm -hmm. right no one asks how much does the pastor make mm -hmm. no one you know challenges the pastors and the things that they say or the things that they do some most do. well yeah some I, I do think, i think a lot of churches do yeah i, I think, think we're even more aware of it now yeah we are i think some of the things it's kind of yeah, I, I shouldn't say none of them, but no, no, there's definitely think, a lot that are accountable. There's a lot yeah. who have things in play. It, it, but yeah. yeah, there can be that kind of mentality, though, that these people mm -hmm. are in charge, you know, whether it's pastors, popes, priests, it doesn't, I, you know, those yeah. things can all become places of power that assert themselves over others instead of empowering others. I think it's changing now. I believe I, it's changing. I think because I, well, I believe the kingdom is changing. Yeah. I, I mean, I am so I, I have podcasts after podcasts mm -hmm. of people who I agree with. You know, um, people who I listen to and encouraged by who think differently than I used to think yeah. and think how I think. I think there is a, a movement that's been happening before. You know, I was aware of it, and is going to be happening long past and yeah. more than I am uh, able to participate in. And that's that's a good thing, mm -hmm. right? But I, I think it is important to see Jesus standing up for these people, yes. like you said, and every person, right, and every nation. Yes. And I think it's important to 
you know, stand up and say, no, I, I think these people have a voice. I, I think women should have a voice in the yeah. church. And I, I think... Like, where did... <laughs> well, and, and again, we can pull out a couple of scriptures and say, well, the Bible says, but we can pull out a few other scriptures and say, well, there's a women apostle. Um, but we can change our mind about it. I mean, yeah. because um, I was just listening to a podcast today. Um, what was it? The, the um, You Have Permission? Uh-huh. And he was talking to two women that are... Um, they were just talking about how God actually gave, you know, in the Old Testament and mm -hmm. Jesus gave women a voice. Yeah. And they were just um, talking about that. It was really good. And, and just how, um, like, just communities do need to change. And yeah. people want change because it's like, you know, there are certain scriptures that are interpreted, you know, certain mm -hmm. ways. Um, and, yeah. and like, I mean, it was a very good podcast. I'll have to remember what it yeah. was called. But it, it just, um, you know, she, she talked about how there were some sisters when, um, when they went into the promised land. Mm -hmm. And... Um, they were dividing up the land to all of the, mm -hmm. the leaders. And there were some women that, um, that, uh, some sisters that their father had died. Yeah. And, and, um, they were like, wait a minute, like, you're not going to include my father in, in the distribution of the yeah. land. And, and Moses, Joshua, like, that oh, okay. Right Joshua. Um, yeah. Uh, said okay well let me go you know consult with god and and god i guess says, says <laughs> okay. give him give him the land <laughs> and so i mean god changed his mind about you know i yeah. mean i don't know if like i don't know yeah. if you want to say change but he made a no the, yeah a there's provision. a provision for that and and gosh i mean this is a great <laughs> great thing to talk about because how we look at the Bible and how we interpret the Bible mm -hmm. can be so freeing or damaging, right? Yeah. Um, and has oh, been in yeah. the past, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Using scriptures to bring about a position and holding people accountable to that position where the mm -hmm. scripture is used like a weapon against people, yeah. right? Whether it be to women or, or you know, mm -hmm. name the people it could be, you know, it's been used in so many harmful ways. Um, and so how you interpret those kinds of things is an important part. And as followers of Jesus, we interpret everything through what we know of Jesus, which mm -hmm. is found in Scripture and is also revealed to us by the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. right? And so all of Scripture is interpreted through that. And there's places where it's pretty difficult. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. there's places in Joshua where it's like, man, I don't know how... We interpret this in light of who Jesus is, mm -hmm. who, you know, says, don't, you know, who picks up the sword will die by the sword. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, they picked up the sword. They killed mm -hmm. everybody. Those are things that are worth talking about, worth mm -hmm. digesting, and not just coming with this knee-jerk reaction. The Bible says, therefore, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And then I will sell it to the people so that we can go to war against these people because they're now the enemy. Yeah. You know, things like that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that. but that's what's done. That's what's done. I mean, it's been done time and time again. And we use those kinds of things to promote 
the powers that we want to see right, maintained. Right. Which is, again, what mm-hmm. this story strikes at the heart mm-hmm. of. Right? Jesus just goes into the heart of Rome with everyone declaring him king, and he's going there with a totally different motive than what they mm-hmm. had thought. And that's just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's so powerful. And that's what wins my heart, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's what's winning the heart of so many people in so many countries mm-hmm. and so many walks of life and people who have been rejected, like you say, marginalized because of a number of things, right? Whether it's by race, gender, you know, socioeconomical class, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't matter. People who are rejected and thought that God does not care, Jesus is coming in and is wanting to include them in this multitude. And, um, you know, how that takes place is the real journey. And it's not for us. (laughs) To figure out, yeah. I mean... We we, we don't know all the... Yeah, it's not for us. When, When Jesus says, don't judge, lest you be judged, that's what he's talking about. You don't know what God's requiring, right? Yeah, we can... People, I'm a fruit inspector hear that again (laughs) right it's not regarding the things that we do of course i can say hey you're being mean to that person hey you're doing of course we can discern judge whatever you want to call it those kinds of things but to know how god feels about someone how god loves someone you have no idea i have no idea most of the people we know we have no idea what's going on inside of them Right. right to be able to cast some kind of judgment say this is what it is we don't know what that person's history is if they've been abused if they've been neglected if you know they're suffering from physical mental yeah. health issues there's so much yes. that we don't know to yeah. pretend or to put out a blanket statement and say no this is how we decide and you how know? many people have been hurt because of that like you said just like it's it was never god's intention you know, I to to harm mm-hmm. his creation. Yeah. You know, I mean, I you know, I don't. We don't have all. We don't know. I don't know yeah, anything. So much you we know? don't know. And um, yeah, I mean, and there's so many of those things, right? I mean, what you said just now strikes so true to who Jesus was that God does not intend to harm his creation. And yet people will cite, well, what about the flood, right? They'll cite yeah. things like that I, as if I, that is, no, but that's important yeah. because these are the, the things that we weigh, right? right? It's like, so do we use this to say it's okay for genocide to take place if it's in the name of, right? Do we use this example or do we use this example of Jesus to help us interpret maybe how things were seen back then, how we should look at things mm-hmm. back then? I mean, I, I someday, Lord willing, maybe we, I can do a, a, a study on Bible interpretation yeah. and what is the Bible, because we've got these blanket statements yeah. that give us license to use it however empowers and, us. Yeah, I mean, isn't that what the rabbis um, would discuss? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like they would, like these two things are... Yeah, you know, there's, I have a conflict, and and I think we now have permission to to I mean, yeah, look at them and ask. Let's questions. look and let's explore question, and yeah. question. Like this doesn't seem like um, yeah, I'm, I'm having, having a hard time with yeah. that, and we should be able to. 
yeah, have to, discussion over that and you know look into it and yeah. and um, you have permission yeah <laughs> um it's a great podcast yeah. if anyone wants to look that up yeah that was really um, good those those are good things judah's shoes broken if you guys didn't hear that uh, <laughs> those, those there's a those are i mean i think important things and again this Palm Sunday is really leading us into this whole week of surrender, of taking power, turning it upside down, of placing love and sacrifice as the example of God and his care for humanity, mm-hmm. and then the call to humanity to follow in Christ's steps. Um, this is a huge mm-hmm. pivot. And it's a huge change to where they were in Rome, which is why the book of Revelation is what it is. It's a huge change in how systems of the world are run today. Um, And it's a challenge for us to follow in these steps. And and I think that's important because what would happen, right, if the world was, like the, the Pharisees say, the whole world has gone after him. Yeah. Right? In a little bit, buddy. What would happen if the whole world has gone after him? It would be a world defined by love, a world defined by hope, a world defined by forgiveness, a world mm-hmm. defined by mercy, a world defined by life, by freedom. Mm. Right? What would happen if that was our defining? A world yeah. that was inclusive instead of exclusive. Yeah. A world that sought ways to help others who are on the other mm-hmm. side of the fence, the other side yeah. of the borders. Right, and it's not just oh, carte blanche. Let's just open everything's case or sarah, whatever. Right, it, these are hard things. Yeah, but the posture is leaning towards not resisting, yeah. and that's something that we have to struggle with. Mm-hmm. And until we recognize that that is what we're called to is to move towards people, to move towards the injustices that are there, not just in our sphere of influence, but in the world as well. If we have a voice, let's make that voice for these people. And that's why mm-hmm. we try to do things in Mexico and Haiti, because these are places where we see the need for help, right? And what can we do to help them where they're at because they're in desperate places. And that's true even in our neighborhoods with some of the people that we might encounter um, and and struggle with. It's not an easy fix. You don't just hand out food and say, there, you're you're better now. You're not homeless, right? No, it it takes a lot. If you're going to enter into that arena, you're going to have a full-time job. Um, And maybe there's people that should, you know, in that way. just as we're kind of wrapping things up, and again, uh, if you guys have any questions, <coughs> excuse me, you can write them in. Hi, Eileen Gill. Thank you guys for joining in. Um, anything that stood out or any kind of uh, final thoughts on the idea of Palm Sunday and what was shared maybe that you'd want to share? Or are you asking? Yeah. <laughs> You're asking. I'm asking. Yeah. If they want to like, ask, they can. Uh, deer, deer in the headlights. Um, um, think, I'm not sure. I, I, I really did enjoy the, the study, and it just made me think a lot about, I love that revelation, um, you know, every tribe nation language and just like the um 
I mean, like who are the, like how you said, like who are those people? They're, you know, they're everyone, you know, yeah. they're, I mean. Um, everyone's invited. Everyone is invited. And I think it's not our, my job to, you know, to, um, to judge. Who is I'm, in or you who know, isn't. Yeah, yeah, I mean, because that is like, are they in, are they out? Are they, you know, how can they be a Christian if they're doing this or not? That's one thing that I like. Well, I know Christians that say they're Christians <laughs> and do some really bad things. I can do bad things. <laughs> You know, and, and, and it's, um, I just think that my job is to love. And, you know, when I have a need, when I see a need, I need to not think more about myself, you know, Mm -hmm. but about how I can respond to that person, you know, um, you know, uh, what can I do to help sometimes? Yeah. I mean, because I can't, you know, uh, just in my little world, you know. Yeah. Because it's so, I mean, for me, it's so easy to be yeah. complacent um, if I don't have, a, a you know, a, a specific job to do, you know, like, um, yeah. and... Yeah, and, and I think that's important to bring it down, even as we've been kind of talking about in this whole series of grace and truth. The good news is where the bad news is, right? The good news mm-hmm. is where the struggles are. The good news shows up in those places, and it needs to show up in those places in our lives, and we need to extend it to those places in other people's lives. you know. And we all have a sphere of influence, no matter how big or small, um, whether it's with family, whether it's friends, coworkers, uh, even in our own hearts, there's a sphere of influence that we want to make sure that we have a good representation of this Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Who comes in lowly, humbly, walking, you know, on a donkey um, instead of this authority and, and trying to dominate and conquer. Um, big difference, and we want to kind of move yeah. into that. And we're moving towards that even in Friday on the cross mm-hmm. with Good Friday. And then the celebration of Easter, it, it works with that. Easter isn't like, see, like there's those memes mm-hmm. like Jesus is coming back and now he's angry. It's like, no, he's never mm-hmm. angry. He still comes back in love. He still comes back with the same desire. Yeah, he's overthrowing the governments of the world, but how is he doing it? Dipped in his own blood, mm-hmm. right? He does it on a donkey going into Jerusalem, does it on a cross, does it in the hearts of those who follow in his steps. And that's what we want to do. We're, we're going to end it here because our grandson is kind of going at it. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you, my wonderful <laughs> wife, for joining was, you guys. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, you guys would know that Corrine asks me the most um Thoughtful questions sometimes. I mean, we, when we're talking and she'll listen to a, a, a study or a talk that I have, and then she'll go, well, what about this? She she comes up with some real deep things that force me to ask. And she doesn't like to ask them out loud because they are so challenging in how mm-hmm. we think. Um, but I appreciate your depth of thought, and I appreciate you being here. 
with me today. <laughs> and especially here, I want to thank Judah for not going too crazy he's while he's here. Boy. He's a great kid. Anyway, guys. It was fun. I can't believe I did this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you did, and we'll have to have you back. Take care, you guys. Hope you have a wonderful day. Hope to see you on Friday. God bless you. You have been listening to the Genesis Podcast. We invite you to join us at one of our weekly gatherings. You can find more information at www.thegenesisstory.com as well as opportunities to help financially support this podcast. Thank you for listening.